Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Jackson. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 1, Episodes 1 and 2. Episode 1, in which we meet Addison, a nice girl from somewhere else, was written by Shonda Rhimes and directed by Mark Tinker. It aired on September 26, 2007. Episode 2, in which Sam receives an unexpected visitor, was written by Mark Ostrowski and directed by Tony Goldwyn. It aired on October 3rd, 2007. Hey Sam, did you receive an unexpected visitor? I heard you might have uh, on private practice. (laughs) No, but I did make ginger tea today. You did? Mm, Yeah. That sounds delicious. (laughs) Especially when you're sick, it's great, but... uh, Hopefully it's we don't for, have that issue right now. Oh my god, no. It's good for La Voce. Yes. Yes, it is. And you know who else has a voice? Our who? The person who wrote our first Apple Podcasts review. Oh, They used yes. their voice on the internet. They did use their voice on the internet. So this is from Barry on October 4th, so just a few days ago. They said, wow, I love this podcast so much. The hosts are hilarious and relatable. I can't wait to listen to every episode. Oh, thank you, Barry. That's so sweet, Barry. Five stars. That is the first time I've been called relatable by a civilian. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know that Barry's a civilian. We don't. Maybe, Maybe he's in show business, too. It's possible. Um, so if you would like to, you can also leave us a review and rate us and we can read your rating on the podcast as well. And also not on Apple yet, but my friend, my very, very good friend Mimi listened to our podcast and she said that she super enjoyed it. She's never watched Private Practice. I don't think she intends on watching it, but I think she intends on listening to us, which honestly it's an honor. But she said that my voice was soothing. Ooh, like the ginger tea. Like the ginger tea. We're going to have a lot of ginger today, aren't we? Yes, we are. Shall we dive on into our episode recap, Sam, so we can yes. chat about ginger? I mean, it'll 100%. be a little while until we get to her, but she'll be around. So our three patients, well, four patients technically, are cases in episode one uh, in my very professional diagnostic fashion are Ken and Leslie, IVF slash stroke. Lucy is in labor, and Jenny is having a psychiatric episode. In the mall. In the mall. It looks a lot like a Macy's to me. So we start the episode seeing Addison Montgomery leaving Seattle. We find out that Richard Weber, the chief of surgery, has just seen her resignation letter on his desk, and he is not happy about it. No. My first note is Richard is an excellent mentor. I understand why he doesn't want her to go because, like— She's in a great place. She has a whole program, a whole staff, and she's just trying to go to L.A. But she brings up some really great points. Like, she came there for reasons that aren't valid for her anymore, and he wasn't going to make her chief, and she needs a change. Right. Your Addison would have been promoted to chief of surgery. I can Mm -hmm. walk away angry, or I can walk away with your blessing. Yes. And ultimately, she gets the blessing. They have a nice little hug. They have a lovely moment. Jim Pickens, rock star. Also, <laughs> I love I love Richard Weber's comments on what she's going to do in L.A. Wear jeans and walk on the beach. <laughs> horrifying, horrifying things to do, according to Richard Weber. I feel like he doesn't get out of scrubs or khakis. I feel like he only wears those in an argyle sweater. I mean, Adele never sees him. He's always no. at the hospital. Mm-hmm. 
I really did appreciate also in Addison's uh, conversation with Richard, her uh, bringing up all of the main characters of private practice and oh, yeah. our editing team showing us little clips of each person so you can associate them. And our first shot of the series of Audrey McDonald as Naomi is a 2020 mood sobbing on the floor with carrot cake <laughs> in the bathroom in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom no less Ugh, what a legend yes um then we see sam and i guess i lied because the dog is back and i have no recollection of this dog but he's in both episodes today yeah i, I don't know my next note is that Addie's nails are really long for a surgeon. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. Her nails are not painted, but her toenails are painted. And I know I know that that's really popular with doctors because your nails have to be short and not painted. But her toes were bright red, but her her nails were so long. Maybe she was on vacation right before. That's what I'm thinking. She was moving. She, yeah, having a, glor- a glorious moment. Exactly. Glamour. Of glamour. She was having a glamorous moment. So Addison heads off to Los Angeles. And when she arrives at Oceanside Wellness, no one knows she's supposed to be there except for Audrey McDonald. Yeah, this co-op Drama. does not. Yeah, it doesn't communicate. This co-op is not great at communication. They should work on that. No. But Audrey McDonald owns 55% of the practice, this fierce black female-owned business oceanside wellness that is a lot of the practice good for her because if it was equal share let's think okay so we have sam naomi pete violet and cooper that's five so they each if it's equally owned they should have 20 percent. and naomi has more than double that yeah almost triple and wait no there would be six even because they said that the ob had left Mm. yes that's 100 divided by six not a clean number. So she has a lot more than all equal parts. Yeah. Good yeah. for her. It's also surprising to me that she and Sam didn't buy in together because they were married at the time. Maybe they were just being smart just in case something were to happen. Yes. Yes. Or maybe Sam did. knew. Maybe Sam knew that he was going to leave her. And ugh, I don't like to think about that. Yeah. Don't like to think about that at all. Um, question. How long do we think it's been since Addie was there? Well, it has not been long because we are just starting season four of Grey's Anatomy, which is the immediate start of their second year of residency, correct? Mm, It's – they had their break because – spoiler alert for Grey's Anatomy – Burke leaves Christina at the altar, and then Christina and Meredith go in Christina's – honeymoon together right but it starts when they get back right yes but they say it's a certain amount of days they say it's like 15 days or something because it's also directly after the intern exam right so that's what two-ish weeks but oh but she was in she was there a few episodes before the finale of season three so like a month yeah i would guess like a let a month ish give or take a few weeks yeah probably Give a few weeks. <laughs> but not long. That's no. a very quick turnaround for Addison Montgomery. Did you notice that everybody is in like a blue, purple color palette? I did not. Everybody does. Everybody's in that. Good for them. But we do see where Addison lives in Los Angeles. 
Oh, yes, I love it. That's why this- Right next door to Sam. Title of this podcast, Beach House. What a great spot, right <laughs> right on the ocean. I know. Oh, I what a dream. Really don't, I don't love that location for climate change, but- Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this whole dancing naked in the window thing and her neighbor, Sam, seeing- Got me thinking. I wonder, Sam. Now, we're not in Jackson's jukebox yet, but <laughs> it had me thinking. I wonder if – now, I know there's also the thing with Pete and Addison, but it got me wondering if Sam is going to flirt with Addison and that might become a thing, a bad thing that just doesn't work for a little bit before he makes his way back to Naomi. I don't know. Just a thought that I had watching this scene. Yeah. Again, I just say Yeah. Yeah, you're not supposed to say anything. I'm just giving my my idea that this the scene led me to have. I'm not going to comment on that at all, but I am going to say that I I rarely see houses that close together. But I guess beach houses are super close together because there's so little land, but what I do know is that I've never had this situation, but a lot of my friends, especially my friends that live uptown, in Manhattan, they'll have like a window that faces in and then it directly faces another apartment. So like a kitchen to a bathroom, that's the worst. I had that. I had that, Sam, last summer. My friend has her kitchen facing, I guess it's like a very small apartment because it's a bathroom but then there's also like an ironing board. Although I guess it's not abnormal to have an ironing board in your bathroom. I just don't see it very often. Her kitchen is also her laundry room. So it's funny that she's like doing her laundry and then looking at, not looking at someone going to the bathroom because that's not appropriate. <laughs> but, but you know, just, just catching that glimpse. Yeah, this was like a very realistic thing that I feel like a lot of people don't think would be realistic. Yeah. Doesn't. That's bad English, but you know what? It's fine. I got mad because Addie was apologizing to everyone else for her being there. And yet again, we have this instance of Addie not knowing her worth. And this might be because I love her so much, but Addie doesn't need to apologize for Naomi not communicating. Addie was invited to the practice. She comes to the practice. It's Naomi's responsibility to tell everyone else. But I also understand why... We see her from a storytelling perspective, apologizing. So we get a certain payoff later that we'll discuss later on in the episode. Yes. And I have notes about that as well. And um, Naomi's giving her a tour. And I was like, was none of this discussed before you dropped everything and left Seattle? Apparently not. (laughs) I also love those ADA compliant doors, though. Yes. Did you notice that in the birthing suite? I did. We love it. We love it. Who should we start with? I have Ken and Leslie first. Me too. We meet my favorite character. Ner- the Dr. Charlotte? Charlotte King. I just kept thinking of falsettos with Dr. Charlotte. Oh, yeah. I've never made that connection before, and I love falsettos. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Charlotte is maybe one of my favorite characters in the history of television, which is saying a lot because I watch a lot of television. I'm really excited to see what you think of her. It's okay if you don't like her right now. And you might not like her ever, but if you don't, then our relationship is done. Okay. Well, Sam, (laughs) 
I will tell you that in her first scene, I did not find her particularly pleasant. You know, she was kind of rude to everybody. When she read Sam for his book. I did like that. (laughs) (laughs) The library is open. You know, she was very, she wasn't the nicest person in this first episode. Yeah. But she had a magnetism that I was drawn to. I'm living for Naomi's jumpsuit when she arrives at the hospital. I, I loved tell it too. I was a jumpsuit before. Okay, good. We're on the same page. That stitching. Yeah, it looks great. I would wear that now. I mean, honestly, though, you put anybody in a jumpsuit of any quality and I will be gagged by it no matter what. Um, but uh... this was, <laughs> but really, yeah. I can yeah. think of a few that I have not loved, but okay. I, I mean, can't. that's your journey. But I really, really do like hers. I thought it looked great. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was very obvious what they were doing with the storyline and why. Like, it was very obvious that this was Naomi coming to terms with the fact that Sam is, like, she has to live without Sam. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is very clearly uh, expressed when she is sitting on the floor with Maria, Ken's, uh, Ken's wife, saying, at some point you have to let him go. As she's giving herself permission to let yeah. Tay Diggs go. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear yeah. connection to the main story. Exactly. Um, and those aren't normally my favorites. But I like this I, one. I do. I like this one. So towards the end, I when they're – it's not an autopsy, but when they're um, extracting the specimen – I said, I know that you don't technically need masks for autopsies and such, but not even a sterile gown. Like, she's just there in her jumpsuit. I think she has gloves on. I don't remember. But, like, no. I took anatomy in college for my science credit because I didn't want to take something boring. I wanted to take something, like, useful. And I could – I still, to this day, like, pretty – like, use some of those things that I learned for, like, dance and stuff like that. And we didn't really work with cadavers, but the next level up works with cadavers. I think that they wore masks. You don't have to wear, I don't know. That just, it was, it was very weird to me that they were just like in there with no, not even scrubs, like nothing. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Hmm. And right after Naomi says to Addison, I need you here to be my someone. I love this. I love that. Naomi and Addison are going to be the Meredith and Christina, or yes. at least that's the vibe I'm getting, and I'm so into it. Oh, yeah. But with white wine instead of tequila. They're Jacksonian. Oh, yes. <laughs> they, um, I love them, because they're like friends from med school. They're really great. Yeah. Shall we move on to Lucy Henderson? Yes. I want to save the best for last. Okay, I have kind of a lot for Lucy. Yeah? Um. I said any father saying that to a laboring daughter deserves a special place in hell. I don't care if she hit it. Yeah. He is being atrocious. He's being so rude to her. But on the plus side, Addie's side bangs are having a moment and I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. And in this case, we get to go on a little journey with Dell that I was mm-hmm. not expecting. He's going to be like... Like one of the Grey's Anatomy eye candies who then we get the depth with, which I yes. I was not thinking that. I was thinking he was just going to be a front desk guy who didn't really do anything except look hot. But mm-hmm. no, he's training to be a midwife and he wants in on the case. And he is so eager and so excited. And 
it made me it made me so invested in him. I am ready to go on this Dell journey now, which I was not looking forward to after watching the backdoor pilot. <laughs> well, you weren't into Surfer Boy? No, I just was like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to care about him at all. I hope he just sits at the desk. And now I'm like, oh, I'm here for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do not like how Addy dismisses midwifery. I kind of, I guess I see why she does, but obstetrics and gynecology come straight from midwifery. They didn't have doctors in the thousands of years before doctors existed. Like, well, obviously. (laughs) 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 They, like, babies were still born before that. Like, what do they think happened? It's her surgical ego, Sam. Her surgical ego. I know. Ugh. Addie. I said, I said midwifery is absolutely a word. Call the midwife uses it. That's another show I really like. Yes, I've heard it's great. <laughs> it is. Can you, so, spoiler everyone, obviously, Lucy goes into heart failure and they have to perform an emergency C-section without full anesthesia. Oh my God. I was so ready to lose my mind because they had to do that on Grey's Anatomy once and it was... The More most, than once. Once with a principal character. Yes, okay. And that moment will be forever seared into my memory. That yep. scream. Oh, my goodness. But luckily, Pete came in and saved the day with his his magic uh, yes. pain receptor blockers. And Good for him. The dad, the dad just decides to go, oh, yeah, her, her mom died from this. Like, you don't want to say that before? It's like going out to dinner for sushi and being like after you're choking on the floor, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm allergic to fish. Yeah. Boy. I can't. I can't. I can't. But it was an amazing surgical procedure. Addie is ass kicking and taking names. Yes. It's on her resume. It absolutely is. She has a moment when she's trying to talk herself into it, though. She does. I was, we rarely see Addison in crisis. And I really enjoyed that. I I just, again, this is just the Sam Loves Addie show. This is what that is. Addie says a one-man gyne show. If there's any time to use a one-woman show, it's that. She also says, if I hadn't been here, if you'd had someone else, that girl would have died delivering her baby. I said, yes, Addie, know your worth. Yes, and that's Snapping. why she didn't know her worth in the beginning because we had to go on this journey with her, Sam. We love For television. Love journey. In <laughs> real life, we would have wanted her to have that confidence the whole time, but we needed the arc for the episode. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, my last note for this section is Addie dancing it out made my day, and I will be dancing it out tonight, and I did. Good for you. Yes. So, also in this episode, we see Violet in the field helping her patient Jenny when she has a psychiatric episode in a shop. It is... Looks suspiciously like a Macy's. Yes. She's counting the tiles on the floor over and over again, having the psychiatric episode. And it's so interesting to see this approach that's so different from the medical cases I'm used to seeing on Grey's Anatomy. You know, on Grey's, everything's intense surgery. Everything's at a 10. Whereas Violet has to take this different, this calm approach because that's the only way you can save her. And 
it was just so incredible to see her do what she does with such magic. It's amazing. Looking through the advertisement for Triggers, making the connection that Jenny might have had a son and that he might have died. And then having Cooper get her son's file so they can walk through his entire cancer journey and death to reassure Jenny that she had made the right choices as a mother, which in turn calmed her down and worked her out of this episode. It was so moving. I was weeping by the end, Sam. It was just so beautiful to see Violet do what she does. And sure, there were roadblocks along the way, the sales associate being rude. Not even just rude, but just like annoying for the sake of being annoying and like knowing that it was written that way just irked me. Yeah. And then, of course, getting injured, but ultimately helping her patient in that moment outside of a medical establishment. I was... Ugh, I loved every second of that journey. Yeah. Okay. So episode two, in which Sam receives an unexpected visitor. How mm. creepy would it be if someone just like knocked on my door <laughs> at that second? <laughs> that Excuse been me. Perfect television, Sam. <laughs> Isolation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, dear listeners, if you're listening to this in the future, it's October of 2020. So we've been in our houses since March. And if I were to have an unexpected visitor right now, they would have to wear a mask and we'd have to be outside. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, our patients here are Ginger has a rash. Emily, poor Emily, unwell, uh. inf- unwell infant. I'm going to, I'm going to not say this right. Palasius Merzbacher disease. Did I get it? I yes. think so. Perfect. It was so sad. Um, David dehydration question mark Stevie vomiting question mark I have just two opening notes sure here's the dog again why don't I remember this dog (laughs) I don't I don't remember this and I know that we're like we're not tracking the dog but I just I was so sure in our was it our intro or our backdoor pilot episode that I was like this I was like this dog never comes again we never see this dog ever again and here he is again Yes, he is. (laughs) I don't remember it. I also said, I have never had the doctor come get me from the waiting room. Addie was getting patients from the waiting room, and so was Pete. It's usually a nurse, yeah, or an admin, or even like a PA or something. Dell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a note from the beginning, too. Sam, Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. is it with houses and the Grey's Anatomy universe? In Grey's Anatomy, they all live together in frat houses like they're 20 years old, even though they're in their 30s and making six-figure salaries. And then here, they're bursting into Addison's house to look at Sam from through the window. It is so weird to me. I would never let people do this stuff in my world. (laughs) Um, it hasn't, it doesn't exist yet, but in station 19, they also have similar things with these houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I know. I, I can just imagine the unexpected visitor. I literally, I'm just, I'm putting this upon myself that by the time we're done recording this episode, someone's just going to be like, be like, oh, it's also October. So maybe it's like a Halloween slasher film or a trick or treater or a surprise candy delivery. I don't take candy from strangers. What if it comes in a box? Like a delivery man shows up with a box. A sealed box of candy. I I would consider it, but I would prefer mozzarella sticks. Same. 
Same. Or ice We're cream. Yes. Um, do you want to start with Ginger or Stevie? Yeah, I think Ginger is a good person to start with since we see her in the opening scenes. The gentlemen, the straight men of the show who love to objectify women, uh, <laughs> have sent Ginger the Entertainer to Sam's house. Um, My first note, I don't know if it's actually with – if it should be at the beginning or if it should be this. Anyway, I say, I appreciate that Sam's shoes are warning. It's a big pet peeve of mine when shoes are brand new on stage or screen. Mm. Did you notice that? I didn't. Warning. Good for him. Good job, costume department. Yes. So anyway, he finds a rash on her. She's dancing for him. Yes. Um, I don't know who said it, but I have a quote here. Explanation for stripper hugging. I said, maybe because she's a human being. <laughs> yeah. I said, employing or befriending sex workers is not disgusting or immoral. Not that I would expect the dialogue to be much different if it were written today, though, unfortunately. Yeah. But just like, I don't know. She's a person. Also, she's coming to you for medical care. Right. She like you like the Hippocratic oath is to do no harm and to help everybody, isn't it? Yeah. And your whole you were saying in the last episode that your practice's whole thing is, you know, you know, like lower patient numbers having that close personal care. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> 2007/2020. I know. I know. Later I have Pete has a green tea, not a green juice, but we will soon see green juice. Not yet. Mhm. But mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a lot on this. One, though, it is delicious to see Tay Diggs and Audra McDonald sparring. These yes. legends of the theater rocking it out together on TV. But um, my only real note on their storyline is that I loved the scene with Sam and Audra in which she's asking him, are you going to pick a stripper as your next girlfriend? That's not okay. Yeah, like that's the bottom of the barrel. And then she – Come on. You know, she builds herself up. I'm a catch. I do the crossword puzzle and pen. I am forget the other adjectives. But, you know, she really takes ownership of who she is in her moving on there, as we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. And mm-hmm. then we see a little growth from Sam there as he goes, no, my next – my next, uh, the next person I date will be such and such, and lists off these characteristics, these beautiful characteristics of Naomi. I liked that moment for them. Me too. Should we move on to Stevie and David? Yes. I, again, don't have a lot of notes for them. I don't either. Basically, but also, house calls? Uh, what? Yeah, they do quite a bit of those. Um, you'll see. There's one coming up that you will extra enjoy okay that's all is it gay um i'm not answering okay it's gay just Uh. you're (laughs) 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 i mean again i just say okay it might be it might not be i guess we'll find it's a spectrum it's a spectrum um i just i also remember this case very clearly i remembered like from the first time we saw the grandma that it was something no good like i i guess i i i get i get it yeah but but you at see, the same time ugh, go ahead yeah when i first saw her i didn't realize what she was doing though i knew something well, was off with her i yeah. knew, i was wondering if she might be the great medical mystery of that storyline and uh-huh. then i was like oh no 
No. I feel like both of these episodes had one case that really interested me so much more than the other two. Last time it yeah. was, what's her name? And this time it's Emily. Well, Emily is kind of like... A murder mystery six, almost. Yeah, it's also just like no murder, six but... cases in one. Yeah. Well, uh, not quite murder, but... But, yeah, the minister from Seventh Heaven is up to no good. Um, Emily is an unwell infant with Palaisius Merzbacher disease. My first note is, all caps, Susan Kalechi Watson from This Is Us, also named Beth. What are the odds? Her character on This Is Us is Beth as well. Wow. I, she looks so young and beautiful, and she still looks young and beautiful. Yeah. It also seems like they should have a lawyer on staff for situations yes. like this. Yes. So, listeners, if you didn't watch, they Addison comes in, and she's like, oh, this is a genetic disease, and they test the parents, and it turns out neither of them have the genes, so they get suspicious that perhaps the baby was switched, either by accident or on purpose. And Sam, I was— I could not believe when they say that California would force them to switch the babies if it turns out that they did have each other's babies, even though yeah. they've already formed these relationships. Mm-hmm. They are they may have given birth to them, but the people who have raised them are the parents. Yeah. I felt, oh, poor Beth. Poor, poor Beth. Oh, all of them. And this is when I start throughout this case, I started to like Dr. Charlotte. Um, more, you know, you see, you see, you see her start to break, um, from her hard exterior at first. She's like, we would never mess it up. I'm chief and I'm amazing. My staff's perfect. And then she, you know, helps them solve this, um, and goes through it as a result. And it was very satisfying to see that after seeing only that hard shell in episode one. You got some good stuff coming on the Dr. King front. Yes. I'm going to call her Dr. Charlotte. (laughs) that's fine cool oh i guess this is in relationship to the other mom i said yes mama leave that man oh yeah the minister from seventh heaven who switched them (laughs) i could not believe it i've definitely seen him in other things but not seventh heaven probably just like he's probably just one of those actors who's on everything yeah probably seen him on like csi and ncis and svu and all of those things yeah um i also said those babies are cute they are her little yawn when she was, like, going to the other mom and she did a little mm. yawn and, like, she rubbed her face. Yeah. It was so cute. Oh, Susan Kalechi Watson during the switch. Oh, my God. It's heartbreaking. Then the other mom has her look at the baby and that she's beautiful, too. Oh, I cried. It's so good. Yeah. But I don't know if it was at the end of the, when you were watching this episode or when you were watching the first one, but you texted me and you were like, wow, this show is really good. This one. and But I thought it during one, the first one too because I was so uh, so into the Jenny case. Yeah. And I was like, Jackson, like, do you think I'd make you watch crap? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I love that. I'm, it's just that I people have been telling me to watch this show for like – years Ever. now and i just yeah. never have so now i'm like oh i should have watched this a long time Everything ago happens for a reason you're all yes good. it does um my other note is what a heavy episode yeah it's a really heavy one um and when violet says to cooper help me run the bike over with my car <laughs> i said that is friendship oh poor violet yeah and the we bike also reminding see, her yeah we also see violet's house for the first time right yeah it it really 
the between Addie moving in and seeing Violet's house and seeing Sam's house, it really made me think of whose houses we see on shows and whose houses we don't see. Like I just started watching Charmed this week and we see their house so much. Like I feel like in some shows houses are characters. Right. Like in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the one from our growing up. Yes. With Melissa Joan Hart is that and right? and Jenna Lee Green. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, all of, of that. Of course. Um, the house is a character in that show also. Houses are interesting um, to take note of, and I'm interesting to see what journeys we go on with the houses of our characters here in Los Angeles. Yes, definitely. I'm excited for you yeah. to see that because I already know. Right. <laughs> Relating to Violet, I had a thought, Sam, and I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a thing or if I'm just reading into it too hard. But, is this a Jackson's jukebox or no? No, no. This is okay. related to the episode. So Cooper, he's always going on talking about these women on the dating apps. And he always talks about them in such a gross, sleazy way. Yeah. And it yeah. got me thinking. But then we see him with baby Emily. And he is so good with these young yeah. patients. Is he going to be an Alex Karev? Only less mean? Just sleazy instead of mean? Again, I know answers. I don't know. That was something but, I thought of specifically in this episode, and I might bring it up. Yeah. I'm not going to bring it up again in Jackson's jukebox because it's not really a prediction. But yeah. just an interesting thing to think about for me. I know you yeah. know the answer. The duality of his character is really interesting. His yeah. growth, all of these characters' growths are incredible. Um, who's your MVP, Jackson? My MVP for these two episodes is Violet. I thought she did such astounding work in the shop with Jenny and then her conversations with the two mothers in the Emily case were so beautiful to experience Emily's your daughter a mother never leaves her daughter behind these quotes were just ooh ooh just just meaty and delicious and I I felt for her with the whole the whole bike thing hard personal life outside of her work in this episode I liked her a lot Go Violet. Go Violet. What about you, my, Sam? My MVP is Dell for sticking up for himself to Addie because that is not easy. I know that she's a new doctor there, but she still is a doctor there, and that power dynamic can be can be difficult, and I think he did a really good job because he can do it, and he does a really great job doing it, um, but he just needs a little, uh, a little faith, and he needs other people to have faith in himself. Yep. Sam, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the fashion of this episode? My Sam style pick for the week is Paul the Sales Associate's contrasting stripes in the department store. His button down has vertical stripes. His tie has diagonal stripes. The shirt doesn't match the tie. The tie doesn't match the shirt. And it really distracts for his personality. You can tell that he just... He would wear cargo shorts and not the cargo shorts are bad, but eh, he would just. They're kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't know which way is up in the in the fashion department. You can tell that. So who's our guest star spotlight this week? Well, Sam, our guest star spotlight is Susan Kalechi Watson, who played Beth O'Brien in episode two of season one of Private Practice. Her character raised Emily 
although she gave birth to the other daughter in the case with the switched infants. Um, I thought her performance was just incredibly moving. We've already talked about it in depth. Um, Mm -hmm. Just wonderful. So a little background on Dear Susan. She grew up in Brooklyn, New York, right here near us. Got her BFA from Howard University, an MFA from Tisch School of the Arts. She did so many television guest spots from 2004 to the mid-2010s. Most notably, she had a recurring role on Louis. And since 2016, she has played another Beth, Beth Pearson, on the hit show This Is Us. She is a series regular on this hit show. Good for her. She also made her film debut, again, 15 years of TV like crazy, um, including a few TV movies. But she didn't do a feature film until 2019, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, so good. Did the, you see it? I loved it. And I didn't make the connection when we wa- when I watched this episode that it was her. But oh, yeah. she was so good in it. She played Andrea Vogel, who was the wife of the main character, Lloyd the Journalist, who was interviewing Fred Rogers. Do you want to know a fun fact about Sam? Yes, I do. I'm I'm from Pittsburgh, and Mr. Rogers was actually my neighbor. He lived in my neighborhood. And I thought that Mr. Rogers was just, like, a local show. I didn't know that it was national until I think it was when I went to college. Or, like, I think it, it would have to be college. Maybe it was camp where we had people from, like, Ohio as well. But I really thought that Mr. Rogers' neighborhood was just, like, a local show. For your neighborhood. Yeah, and he really was my neighbor. That's that's my fun facts and a lot of those like icebreaker things that Mr. Rogers yeah. is actually my neighbor. I love that fun fact. One time this girl was like, you mean like in your heart? I was like, no, I mean ge- <laughs> geographically. <laughs> is your neighbor in your heart? <laughs> Yay, Susan. What a talent. Shall we do some trivia, Sam? In your heart? No, on the mic. <laughs> Sure. Um, Episode one had 14.41 million viewers tuned in for this series premiere. No other episode of the series reached this number. Oh, boy. I know. That's actually kind of surprising. I know. But they still got six seasons of work out of it. So yeah, good for them. Yeah. This episode title, as well as every other title in season one, was inspired by the original Winnie the Pooh series. I love a Hundred Acre Wood connection. Me too. So Grey's Anatomy's got song titles. Season one of Private Practice has got Winnie the Pooh inspired titles. Oh, I love Very that. cute. Um, the first scene between Addison and Dr. Weber in the OR scrub room was shot on the Grey's Anatomy set. Kate Walsh was very happy about the better catering available there. <laughs> Apparently, Private Practice got better catering as their series went on. But at that time, Good. season one, it was much better on the Grey's Anatomy set. Craft services is very important. Tis. All right, moving on to episode two. For this episode, we had 12.3 million viewers. So about 2 million less than the premiere. Wow. I know. Tony Tony Goldwyn, the director of this episode, later starred on another Shonda Rhimes television series, Scandal. He played President Fitzgerald Grant III. And he was and great. His, he was incredible. His TV wife was on the backdoor pilot, Bellamy Young. Yes. So many connections in Shondaland. Yes. What is Jackson's jukebox prediction today? 
All right, Sam. So I think the following things may happen in episodes of Private Practice in the near future. Pete will obviously continue pursuing Addison. That's a given. Uh, okay. I think I think Violet and Cooper may have a little fling, but I don't think it's going to last long. I think they're going to just become good friends after this little fling. Also, I think Audra and Sam are going to experience a tension, a push and pull as he starts dating other women. Um as he realizes none of them are as wonderful as she is. And I also think, I don't know, I think one of those women may just for even a single episode be our very own Addison. And that's my jukebox. Okay. Shall we move on to our rating, Sam? Yes. What's yours? Knitting on the beach. Intricate work, but the wind makes it difficult. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My rating is flying a kite on a beautiful but windy day. Kind of similar. Yeah, I'd very say. similar. The wind. We love yeah. we love a theme. We do. Um, Before we go to the end credits, yes. I have just a couple housekeeping notes. So our $5 and up patrons can send us a voicemail. Now we have our voicemail number all all um set up so if you have interest in becoming a five dollar patron or ten dollar or fifteen dollar patron you can get our voicemail and you could be in our listener mail segment at the end yes yes please call us so yes please call us on the day this episode drops it is officially five days until the election do you have your voting plan if you're voting in person do you know where your polling place is how can we help you DM us if we can be of any assistance to you finding your polling place, figuring out what's going to be on your ballot, anything. Voting is easy, but it's not as easy as it should be. So we'd love to help. If you need help finding your polling place or anything like that, please reach out. We're happy to help. And don't forget, in many states, if you're registered, of course, which you should be, as we've reminded you, you can vote early, which is very exciting. So look up those hours and those polling places as they may differ from your election day. Sight. Yes. Yes. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at all.that.jacks. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash B-H-A-B podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 1, Episodes 3 and 4. They're available to stream on Netflix and Hulu and can also be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with our next recap. TGIT. Woo. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.